Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Greetings, one and all, and welcome to Transplaining's podcast. And that uh, I'm Jordan Gray, and this is the podcast in which a special guest asks me one big question and one small question, and then with the help of a very special friend from the world of comedy, uh, we attempt to answer those questions despite knowing nothing about those questions. Asking the questions today is the brilliant Stu Goldsmith. Looking forward to finding out what's on his mind. Helping me answer the questions is the wonderful Quan Wen Huang. Quan Wen, you're here now. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As a drag race fan, I have to continue the angina to Alaska. <laughs> I love it. It's a sound that, I don't think that's a sound that's even in my alphabet. You done a little half a striptease when you got in here and I applaud you for that. It's a hot day. Yes, yes. It was absolutely appropriate. I'm going to use the weather as an excuse to review as much as possible. <laughs> I'm going to say some things about you now to you because they're on a piece of paper, if that's all right. Taiwanese comedian, says here. Yes. Definitely. Yes. I know that to be true. Who is taking your first hour, uh, your first ever full hour. So you've done the Edinburgh Fringe before, but it's your first hour show. Yes. To the Edinburgh Fringe in August from the uh, 2nd to the 27th at the Gilded Balloon. The show is called Ela Formosa and is an ode to the island on which you grew up. Nice to live on an island. I know. Well, yeah, but I, I'm not saying which one's better, but I do like living on an island. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, when there's a zombie outbreak, that there's a chance you might survive there longer. I know what you mean, but there is a very uh, popular video game franchise called Dead Island that is set on a tropical island full of zombies. It flips the narrative a little bit. So it's just that <laughs> island is full of zombies and everywhere else is fine. Okay. Actually, that's a good question. Where would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse? Let's say there's zombies everywhere, on an island or... A whole world that you could go well, to. I got all scared of the idea of zombies that I lost no, the ability I to think talk. On an island, you can fish, <laughs> so you know right. you can eat those, right? Great, yeah, sure. yeah. I just feel like some land animals, like you have to have experts sort of opinions on whether they are edible, whether they're oh, so you're mild to... diarrhea inducing. I just, I just as an islander, I yeah. trust seafood way more. You're yeah. happy to eat anything that comes out of the water. Yeah, on the end of that piece of string. Yeah, that, that's to show you that I've never not like before. shallow water because some deep sea creature they look fucking awful, but yeah. they taste lovely. They you know, like delicious. the sea version of Jacob Riggs book. You know, they're just not edible, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, sure. Whereas on land, you could just eat fruits, <laughs> Because when I go to you know, like um, when you go buy fish, you only buy. So in this country, you never see the the head of the fish. You only buy a chunk of it. That's right. such a good point. Yeah, you guys decapitate yeah. the whole thing. So when I bite one fish, I always imagine this being beautiful animal because it tastes so nice and sort of chewy when I see the head of it like, what the fuck is that it's oh. like jack-o'-lantern turning sea marine animal disgusting Absolutely. well let's flip that because speaking of <laughs> speaking of beautiful faces bloody Stu Goldsmith's about to come in here and we just was talking about how beautiful he is what were you, you were saying you have a theory about comedy and, and attractive people yeah because I do comedy this is a sanctuary for Fat people and ordinary people and normal We're people. Beautiful people of all kinds. But I mean, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a limit, isn't there? Stu Goldsmith sort of looks like if I get married, 
is going to be the man doll on the top of the cake. Are we objectifying our joint guest? Yeah. Is, is that <laughs> right? He's he it, do, even though he's a straight white male, we shouldn't see as a thing. It's not fair to him. Is that right? <laughs> That's true. We'll let, him, we'll let him fight his own case when he gets in it. No, we still have to mention his talent, not just his look. But oh, the look come is out undeniable. He yeah. opens his mouth and then loads of also funny and good stuff you comes out. You know the out. most horrible thing? I need to absolutely professional today because this is now a daddy. Is that daddy? Yeah, we'll talk about a plus. That. Yeah. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, we spoke. About it. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry, well then, Mr. children. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, given the nature of the podcast, she's going to come in and ask a big question and a small question. Are there any areas of expertise that you think you've got that might be useful? Not knowing what his question is going to be. Like, Not today. Because <laughs> my expertise is Mariah Carey single before the emancipation of Mimi. And after that, even I don't have a clue. I mean, you are, I've, I've got here on a piece of paper, I also know this to be you, true, that you are a chartered accountant and a tax advisor. Yes. Both those, you got well excited about that. No, it's fucking expensive. Yeah. You have <laughs> yeah. to pay like more than one grand for, for the membership for these two. And the audacity for these two fatty group to call themselves charities. Like you guys need to look into the definition of charity in this country. Ugh, scandalous. Oh, so you're saying you need to, it's expensive to be an accountant? Yes. So you have to spend money to help other people make money. I think that's how people judge or justify their immoral behavior because they make an investment into getting money back. It's going to be an exciting interview. I'm looking forward to this. Joining us now on the Transplaining Podcast, Stu Goldsmith. Jordan has a script. This is this is a this is a cut above this podcast. Imagine if I actually followed it. Word for word. <laughs> Here's some words. What are on this piece of paper? Stu Goldsmith is a comedian, writer, podcaster, and business speaker on issues such as resilience and the climate crisis. One of those yeah. things is really specific. The climate crisis, like, it's a lot of facets, but it's a very specific thing. One yeah. of them is quite a nebulous and amorphous thing. Resilience. What do you mean you talk about resilience? In business or individual people's resilience? What's the... Individual, the cultivation of personal resilience. This is good to open with this. This is very good. Research has been done. Normally people say, and it says here you're an actor. And I say, no, that's (laughs) because you've been reading my Wikipedia page, which is many years out of date. I thought you called my clown first. No? No, No. I'm terrible at clowning. God, I'd love to be a clown. Really? I'd love to be Imagine looking people in the eye and telling them I'm a clown in the way that like Phil Burgers or, you know, Nat Palomides can do. That you could just go, yeah, I'm a clown. I can... Yeah, I mean, I can't. I was gonna. I won't say what I was gonna say. But you know what I mean. You like you can own anything. If you're a clown, you a can just clown be like. Could you, just, yeah. You can fart in a lift and go. That was me. Yes. <laughs> do you mean that I can't do that? I'm too inhibited. So God, beautiful. No. I, I mean, our mutual friend, I suspect Vigo Venn, having just picked up the Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, movie. that was so lovely. It was. It's the first time I've ever really felt protective of someone. I was like. Vigo Venn, stop being mean to him. He's really good. He's it's one of those moments where the good guys win. Yeah. They come along every so often and you go, no one has a bad word to say about mm. the I think right. Vigo has done so well, even if he were or he had been in the final with a dog, he could still have yeah. one, right? Yeah. That's the level of <laughs> That's talent. pure clowning. Can you beat a dog <laughs> in this country? Trig V. Wakenshaw did a show where he had to be more interesting than his baby. Did you ever see that show? No. He did a clown show where it was like there's him on one half of the stage and his baby oh, on the other half clever. and he has to try and pull focus from his baby, who's a baby. Which is such, such a great self-fulfilling thing because every time you try and pull focus, you, everyone's looking at the baby to see what he's doing. Yeah, 100%. That's very, very clever. Brilliant, I think we're going to have a hard time following the script today. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you like me to interrupt you, pointing yeah. out that we're interrupting the interruption? Yeah. Um, here's another thing. What it says is that you too will be at the Edinburgh Fringe this year, much like our lovely Kwan Wen. You're performing an hour-long, uh, an hour-long show called Spoilers at Monkey Barrel 1 throughout August. 
that's exciting. You're looking yes. forward to another show? It, I, yeah, I really am. It's like my 10th or 11th or yeah. 12th hour or something. Yeah. But this one is, it's a its a thematic handbrake turn just when things were starting to go somewhere. Um, it's a show about climate resilience. It's a show about personal oh, resilience right. in the face of the climate crisis. As a dad and as a human being, I'm absolutely terrified about the <laughs> fact that the world is on fire and the only people talking to me about it are sort of scientists and activists, and I'm not either of those people. Yeah. So I'm sort of trying to apply. You mentioned sort of briefly the business thing, and I skated over it. I talk to businesses and organisations, charities, all sorts of organisations, about how to cultivate personal resilience using examples from my podcast, using examples from all the hundreds and hundreds of, of comedian guests I've had on there. Yeah. So I can say to people, hey, this is how Jimmy Carr copes with it when something goes wrong on stage. This is how Sarah Millican reacts when she sees a person in the audience not smiling. And you can apply those lessons to literally anything. A couple of years ago, I thought, what good can I actually do? Because, you know, comedy, we sort of flatter ourselves. Oh, I'm giving people here a nice time and contributing perhaps to a cultural conversation. Not the way I do it, certainly. <laughs> but um, uh, I thought I would like to try and help, you know, in the, with the hubris of a comedian. I thought, how can I personally save the world? Like, do I do a load of corporate gigs and then give all my money to a climate charity? And I thought, well, actually, my skill set is talking. And so if I can talk in a way that applies some sort of positivity or some sort of pressure release or some sort of hey everyone the motto should be let's all shit ourselves together you know what i mean like probably if we talk about how worried we are about the climate we'll be more functional and active in doing something about it than if we all feel guilty and shameful and individual absolutely being able to de-escalate is a, is a sort of quite a niche skill set isn't it that's something it's it's not yes. the easiest thing to do in a world that's so divided but a clown and a, com a comedian's a clown. <laughs> I, sort of, I do like to put clown and comedian together, but they are sort of very yes. distinction. No, no, but the and entertainers are not that different from corporate people. Both are very damaged. So Stuart, <laughs> Stuart has talked to so many damaged people. It's yeah. a miracle he stays so positive. So yeah. that is a good step to the corporate. Like, I know your employee are all a bunch of piece of shit. So let me tell you how to survive as a piece of shit. Do you do that? Do you sometimes reference, are you as well, Kwan Wen, do you, when you're doing corporates, do you kind of pick on the big guy because, and you think that, oh, they're, they're going to have a good sense of humour and it's really going to get everyone on side if I have a little poke at the boss? Only after the HR, head of HR, give me the reassurance that the big guy can take it because some uh, of them can't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's, there's a... There's a <laughs> we're getting into the weeds of corporate <laughs> gigs here. It. But I think it's all about tone and comedy is about risk. And so trying to take risks with it but stay within the right tone is a real skill that's taken me... Mm. I don't always get it right. I don't always get it right. I don't think any of us do. Because if you always got it right, then you'd be like, are you taking enough risks? But there is a, like, all the person booking you really wants is to know that they're not going to get it in the neck for mm, booking you. Sure. But your job is to go up there and not be bland and tedious and what have you. So there's always a, it's a really fun kind of attention. Yeah, I'll give an example. If you're doing a gig for the 1992 American administration and you joke about the person is probably having a blowjob on the intern, that's not yeah. going to be a good joke because no. everyone knows it's actually happening. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what an alarmingly specific <laughs> example. <laughs> Do you have some insider information, Conway? I'm just fascinated by Miss. This is uh, Miss Lewinsky, so... Yes. Oh, I see. Yes, of course. I Sorry to de derail what we were already there is, derailing. There is no derailing the show. This I is haven't this really show spoken to Quan Wen before, and I just wanted to say on record how much I loved your, your show. I saw your the preview of your show. What's the name of your show? Ilya Formosa. That's the one, of course. And uh, I saw it at the McUncliffe Comedy Festival, and I will give you one of the highest compliments I can bestow which is that two minutes in, I thought, I've got to tell my wife about this comedian. Oh, that is so nice. <laughs> I'm still too, too scared it's going to come across like tech talk because I've been ganged up. I've been cornered by all the people around me saying that name is too pretentious. No one gets it. Oh, who cares? 
Who cares? It's only a snapshot of where you are at the moment. It's meaningless. Listen, both of you, both, and I, I called it with Jordan. I was like, mm, household name within 10 years. And I've got the same vibe about you. Yes. And I tell you what, as I increasingly become a sort of grand paternal figure in comedy and sort of disappear into the hedge of... Daddy. <laughs> whatever it is, I st step backwards into the hedge of uh, obscurity. I just, I'm so excited when I meet comics like you who I think, oh man, they're going to be absolutely... This is nice. I can't let this him do this nice. on his own. So yeah. Jordan, I'm going to lick your ass big time, okay? <laughs> I honestly but, thought you were going to say, you can't do this alone. We, Jordan, not, tell me how great I am. We're not turning into OnlyFans today, no. <laughs> Because your show last year restored my confidence in the overall Edinburgh Fringe Festival. That's, thank you. The, the reason I say that is because it's so expensive to go, but I always feel I need to go because for me as a performer, is that I'm a kid in a candy shop. That's all that matter. But you start to see a lot of formula, like predictable, and they, they follow certain formula show. It gets a bit tiring. And when I got to watch your show, the amount of originality, your passion or your thought, your creativity fused together. And you feel like, I feel so lucky and special to have witnessed the show Life. I love that show. I really, really love it. Not, not to detract from this wonderful compliment, but I also think your show is going to ruin the lives, Jordan, of the next generation of comedians who, like, you're the template now for success at Edinburgh. In the same way as when Mickey Flanagan won Newcomer at Edinburgh, it wrecked the lives of comics in their 40s and 50s who were like, if Mickey could do it, I can, and they could not. To bring it back around, actually, to corporates, I just did the... the uh, this. I don't think this is too niche a reference. The Fringe programme launch, the, the book with all of our shows in that they do every year, they launched it uh, last Friday and I was the, the host of the evening. And it's a good thing I was there because everyone's speech was all about me. <laughs> it was like, to the investors, they were like, if you think, you know, making money, much like Jordan Gray. And then they talk about me for five minutes and then the next person come and talk about me. It's wonderful. And you were hosting it. You were linking it. Let's hear some more about yeah. me from the director general of the BBC. But then I couldn't then go on and be all self-effacing because it wasn't working. So I had to really lean into like, I've got so much money. Like, and I, I started doing jokes about, I took a chance, you know, like poking fun at people. I said, is there any acts here? Are there any venues here? Are there any landlords here? And we got like a, ooh. And I was like, oh, I did a satirical joke. Like, <laughs> I didn't even mean to. This is great. I got charged £500 at the Edinburgh Fringe for damages by my Airbnb because they found glitter on the floor <laughs> on the floor of the Airbnb. Come after on, Edinburgh. come Weren't on. Weren't my glitter, but even if it was, it's the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Who's not coming home covered in glitter? Exactly, and it's not Glasgow, it's Edinburgh. They're fucking camp anyway, so yeah. I'm sorry. Can we, can we swear on this show? Are you at okay, can. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> if you If you are not got glitter in your show, you're probably sleeping with somebody who does have glitter in their show. <laughs> Glitter's going to end up on the floor. In the rectum. They if call it... Uh, oh. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I was going to do... It's only, only lunch now. I, would I was going to do a, a mild-mannered joke about how my friend calls it uh, calls glitter fairy herpes because if someone in your community there has got go. it, you've all got it. But That's then sweet. Quan Wen went rectum straight away. No, no, I'll do a callback. Glitter is the movie that Mariah had a massive fail. But um, just uh, as... Mariah Carey had a yeah. fail in the film Glitter. Yeah, and the album was a flop. But uh, just as... <laughs> for glitter it was a good album actually there just wasn't okay sorry I, I love it when, I love it when people have a specialisation yeah. because Mariah Carey <laughs> almost doesn't exist in my world apart from the bit in uh, All I Want <sighs> for Christmas the audacity of you to I'm say so that I'm so sorry but I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to hear about how much you love Mariah Carey you see like from the 90s when, when the safety diva white girl none of them used to do a duet with like black or rap artists Mariah was the first one and it becomes a trend. she was a trendsetter
Very transcender. Oh no, a transcender sounds even better. I thought you <laughs> deliberately said she was a transcender. No, I think transcender. She was a transcender. Is that company? <laughs> this is my subject Sorry. of expertise. I think, think transcender is a company that make SD cards. So I want. That's like yeah. I was just thinking about buying a new camera and SD okay. card. So I got myself confused. This, Sorry. That to me sounds like a classic Quan Wen thing to get wrong. Yeah. Am I talking about gender or SD cards <laughs> within the sphere of Mariah yeah. Carey? Yeah, like, no, not gender. I'm, I, I'm not going to step on the landmine. So it's a, such a, <laughs> I don't know what to say. So. Let's, uh, I tell you, let's broaden the conversation even further. Um, no, let's drill further into SD cards. I'm interested. <laughs> Sorry, Stu Goldsmith. I, I, Hello. Given the, the premise of the, the podcast, uh, a guest brings in a big and a small question and then myself and my lovely co-host attempt to explain, give, give an answer, a satisfying answer. Do you have a big question for us today? Here is my big question. Go on then. Where does the time go? Where does the time go? It's gone when you ask a fucking question like that. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's my bitchiest. Resolved. That's, that's, time. that's a record. <laughs> okay, I have a I have a proper answer for you. Oh, good. Okay. Is internet and the hyperlink? Internet hyperlinks. Yeah, because you start checking something and there's a link to something else. Yeah. Like, for example, yeah. me on Wikipedia, I started with an innocent. I thought you meant your Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> One. Has anyone got interest in that one? No, so I was traveling with my mom in Switzerland. So I was looking up the history of Geneva, for example. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of minutes later, I realized I was checking the history of Napoleon conquest in northern Italy. Mm-hmm. So that's how time's gone. Because you can just, in the old days, you have to go to a library and you have to actually hop to a different aisle to get another book to read about it, right? Imagine that. Yeah. In a li- somebody in the library, oh, that's, I'm curious about that. Sort of thing. I'm walking over to another section, picking up another book. Yes. Oh, that makes me think. And, and they the just, old days, yeah, I'm sure it happened. Up, you have to pick up the index card, right? I have to ask the librarian to to procure the book for uh, you. And that's why people say, nah, it's not worth a hassle. But now it's just a finger click away. And yes. that's where your time's gone. Yes. Why, why is the question on your mind, Stuart? Um, well, I mean, in part, it will be because of the amount I spend clicking hyperlinks. Yeah. I think it's a very good answer <laughs> to have got right answer. to the meat yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, I suppose that I'm. Why? I didn't realise I'd have to support my question. You don't have to. With, well, no, I can. It's just I don't. I worry about getting bleak. I'm, a, as you know, a parent. And I think that when you have a child, suddenly you know how many years it's been since your child was born because you know how old they are. Yeah. And I've always existed in a very untethered sort of floating around, oh, suddenly all my friends look older kind of way. Yeah. And now suddenly as a parent, not suddenly... I've been a parent for seven years, but I sort of you fire that little harpoon and then pay out the rope backwards until you're sort of go. Oh, it's I don't been know that much long. about childcare, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's suddenly was... right. You do have to start the procreation process. Like, yeah. It can't be suddenly. You've done it. You so harpoon the wife <laughs> <laughs> or husband, partner, non-binary partner, however. Yeah. But it must be a harpoon such yeah. they cannot wriggle free. And but you. You have a child and then you suddenly, like, I don't think I used to be sort of obsessed with the passage of time. And like, I'm not I'm not morbid about death. But every time I see a photo of myself with my kids, I see it and I think one day I'll be gone and they'll look at that. Does it sum up who I really am? But like, I can't. Yeah. I can't see a picture of me without thinking that. And it, this it makes is me wonder I'm sort of like... fit person talking, because all I notice is how much weight I put on. Because he <laughs> stayed pretty much the same shape. So it's like, oh, why have I got old? I just notice how wide I'm getting. I'm oh, trapped right. in amber, Quan <laughs> Wen. Completely static. Save me. Let me change. But can I ask you too, though? Because I'm so Welcome confused about... Goldsmith Park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I never understood those Reddit 
discussion. They say that this movie's idea or concept of time travel is wrong. And that how do you know which one is right? Ah, well, some, some say when you go back to the past, you're not supposed to interact mm-hmm. with people in the past. Sure. But what about Terminator? Like, surely that guy has to fuck like Arnold Schwarzenegger's mom, right? To yeah, make it's sure. a loop. It's a loop. Sure, it's a loop. Yeah. So I don't get it. And now it gets worse because now we are entering into a different way to make sure you can have more sequels. That is the the parallel universe, the multiverse. The multiverse. It's just to make it worse. I never understood any of it. I mean, it, I, I, I did sort of have a... A, a physics-based answer for you about where the time goes. But before I do that, you've got your finger tentatively to your lips, Stu Goldsmith. What oh, I'm just, would you just, you've mentioned time travel, well, which is yeah, my favourite genre of everything. If yes. I could, okay, so perhaps you'll be interested in this then. Um, the, you know, we take this the spec of these questions quite broadly. Where does the time go? Is the thing what I know about time and things like that. So people sort of quite broadly, and I think reductive, say that time is the fourth dimension. I mean, it's, it's, it's an easy way to say it, but it's a bit more complicated than that. But the idea that when they invented, no, when that man with his hair, what's his name, Einstein, when Einstein did general relativity and then quantum mechanics came out a bit later and they really struggled to marry those two things together because gravity, according to those two things, is a lot weaker than it should be. Gravity should be a lot stronger than it is, but it's really, really weak, apparently. And one of the reasons that has been offered for that, one of the one of the um, explanations, is that gravity is leaking into other universes through holes, black holes specifically, but maybe other little pinpricks in reality. And there is a school of thought that says perhaps time is leaking into other dimensions. So in answer to your question, where does the time go? Through little holes in the world. Like the Victorian seen... sewage system in London. <laughs> Have you seen the yeah. walls around us? <laughs> Little holes, so many little holes leaking in this room. time. Well, yeah. this when we leave, <laughs> everyone that we know and love has been a, a skeleton for a thousand well, years. This, so okay, so amongst my many uh, time travel movies that I love, one of my favourites is a movie called Primer, which takes as its primary as its as its supposition all other time travel movies are wrong because when you travel in time, you also travel in space. If we now went back in time five minutes, we wouldn't be sitting here. We'd be in a different place because the Earth would be in a different place. Uh, you see, it's revolving oh. and spinning through space. We wouldn't even necessarily be on the ground. We, we might the, be in the air. Wouldn't be on the Earth because... The, because it's travelled at X many months. Exactly. Yeah. So if you free yourself from uh, time, then you free yourself from space as well. And it, uh, that's the central kind of foundational premise of the movie. So they create a little box within which, if you climb into the box, time passes on the outside and you stay there such that when you climb outside, it solves that problem. Yeah. When you come back out of the box, you're in the past, but you're in the right place. So it, it moves, it, it cleverly moves space. It's, with it's time-proof. Time-proof box. It's a time-proof box. So if we are in a little box here, which is covered in tiny little holes leaking gravity, quite I, when I think I has started pretend, dribbling. I want to pretend I understand, but you lost me at Einstein. I don't know. I just feel, have you ever had this feeling like, I think you I'm... can't claim to have been lost at Einstein and then pronounce his name with a German <laughs> yeah. accent. You go, oh, what am I talking about? Einstein. 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 The proper one. <laughs> you are both, I think both of you are, I think I'm a stupid man pretending to be clever. And I think you are both clever people pretending to be less clever than you. No, you are that... the man who used a term like, what is the texture of your joke? I don't think you can claim to be the stupid <laughs> one. That is just humble bragging. But that is quite, I think I've got to say, that's quite an astute observation. <laughs> Comedians do, we do, a lot of us do do that, don't we? we when you're yeah. about to talk about sort yeah. of the relative, the, whatever it was about I've gravity you put on an accent I nearly called you on it and I thought that wouldn't be polite on Jordan's own podcast but you're like oh definitely. here I go doing a little funny thing about re- relational gravity I definitely do do that and it's really it's because I'm trying to do the opposite of Russell Brand I don't want to like, be using it's a reverse of, brand it's a reverse brand so has the producer ever said Jordan SX up here SX up here how does it work he's out there with like a little tin of co- cockles <laughs> <laughs> Like it's WKD Blue and a cockles, and he's I, like, let's fix it up. 
I think Quan Wen, I think you do the same thing because I think you're very, very smart, but yeah. I think you're hiding behind like if you get if you sound too clever, you're gonna go, no, oh, but Mariah Carey, which is not to say that you don't know. I'm Mariah a gay Carey. man who had to work as an accountant. What do you think I've been going through for the last day? <laughs> do you have to hide your intelligence as a comic? No, you lean into it. Yeah. Do you think? I do actually. Because you have high status. Well, That's I'm going to. Wonderful tomorrow. Yeah. If, if the place that I gig in, the town has a population smaller than 20,000 people, I would do a different set. I'm so sorry. you find That's it out in advance. Yeah. yeah. Like you would Google the population of the town to establish the. No, someone has shared with me. We have like a, a league maps. Like you can do this kind of Joe up on um, this. Tell me that's real and not an analogy. <laughs> that's whimsy or an analogy or a I'm genuine sorry, thing. As foreigner, you need to survive somehow because we ain't cute. Our accent ain't cute for certain town and villages. Oh, Essex is so the worst. So you go twenty thousand. <laughs> has there been anywhere just on the cusp no, where, once, like, it's been exactly twenty thousand? This one's left I went to, gig and you had to drop them. Once I went to a Essex village and it's yep. near Easter. They have a job cross with a Christ on it outside the church mm -hmm. the size of like a Pokemon festival yeah. I say this is not a good sign yeah. I die on my fucking yeah. ass but they pay me a lot of money every year <laughs> I think that may be the most sacrilegious sentence I've ever heard it was wonderful they had a Christ the size of a Pokemon <laughs> Pokemon is cultural significant right still at least not to Gen Z but for millennials so. Pokemon Highest grossing media franchise of all time. Yeah. Right. And there's More the festival coming to London. And finally. does Christ evolve into the Holy Spirit, which yeah. then evolves? <laughs> I don't it's understand. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Those are the three evolutionary lines of Jesus. <laughs> Pokemon is not that different from the royal family. It's just mascots, merchandise, oh. profit making products. Classic Quan Wen. Huge amount of wisdom. <laughs> huge amount of wisdom wrapped up in a very Where big Where were we, sentence. by the way? Where were... Oh, I was about to say, have you ever feel like, I feel like I've been here before, but someone stopped my memory and put me back. I don't have so much theory about time travel. I just feel it's manipulated anyway. I my, One of my all-time favorite films is The Truman Show. And yeah. I always believe we are just little puppets or we were being controlled by something. Funny thing about The Truman Show analogy is that when you reach a certain level of notoriety and fame, that is just what is happening. Like, yeah. I mean, you've retro-engineered it. There are that many cameras all the time. And I've always felt the more cameras, the better, because then they can't fuck, fuck things up. I had, I've had, i said this before, I had my boob job on camera. It's like... I saw it. Yeah. Yes. So the... The, the boob job. You saw the episode? Yeah, yeah, oh, I saw the episode. Oh, I, never, I didn't even see it. <laughs> um, but you, you came off great. Thank you very much. Um, but, As did they. Yeah, no, they, they didn't know they, they stayed on. That's the whole You're point. You're so brave. I didn't dare to comment <laughs> yeah. on this bit. I'm just like, insane <laughs> But the point is, they're not going to mess up a boob job when there's eight cameras running. And I feel that all the time. More cameras. But that's why I got all these cameras so one of you yes. doesn't attack me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The, the real hor horrific thing I've realised is I never knew how hot and good looking Jim Carrey is when he doesn't pull the face. It's beautiful, man. I no. Yeah. Oh yes, he's another he's funny, funny, beautiful man. In the uh, in the Truman Show, in your version of like you feel like that's what life is. Do yeah. you cast yourself as Truman or as one of the extras? I cast myself as um, that was the Siri. That oh, is it, are you the guy like the Ed Harris guy that cues the sun? I oh, think I'm yeah. the guy who constantly walk out is a show, and then I've been put back to my place, but my memory being erased. That's my feeling. Is that another show or is that a pitch that you've just made to Stu Goldsmith for a show? No, I just think I can't be dumb enough to be that person. 
that didn't realize it's <sighs> always realize, I yeah i didn't vote mean. for brexit sorry let's cut that one's yeah. too polarizing it's so many years after the referendum i just i have to be the one who realized something's fishy but i'm just be prudent and keep observing as someone say hang on a second something is wrong and bah, i'm struck lightning and everything so oh you're truman yeah. you keep waking up and then they zap you every day and I get rid of so. that's that's men in black and then that's it? why <laughs> i'm so bipolar it's just constantly resetting that fucks up the whole brain yes true men in black a good place true men in black. i want that's to say life. a good place is the brilliant sitcom a good place oh yes yeah. i haven't i haven't uh, seen it i know enough about it to... sorry i just gave you a spoiler no that's all you need that's okay <laughs> it's been out for years I, I if you didn't want to know the spoiler of the good place you probably still i haven't watched the sixth sense yet it's not true. It's just a joke. <laughs> it's just listing films with spoilers in them. <laughs> but it's true. I haven't watched season two of The White Lotus. Please, no mentioning of it. Please. Have you really not seen? No, two? I've only seen Jennifer just Coolidge. Check my Instagram. notes. <laughs> no, the spoilers of all these films are not on my list of things to talk about. <laughs> not. not going to talk about the white loaf. Well, we can. Where does um, the time go? We can't tell t- you that would give away the ending. <laughs> we could just wrap it this up. This is with, where the time With goes. a witness song. Where did yeah. all the time yeah. go? Re- realistically, where Perfect. did the time I'm go? I'm sorry to sing in front of I you. That's, I'm not supposed to. No, you're the one with the voice. You've come in here, you've strepped, you've sung, you nicked my whole act. Um, <laughs> no, I just have the confidence of a white millennial woman, so... As well you should. As well you bloody should. Stu Goldsmith, do you feel as a good placeholder that an answer to your question, where does the time go, is distraction? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. in quite a big kind of like on the micro level of yeah. following hyperlinks on things. I don't think I've said the word hyperlinks since <laughs> I first learned the term 20 years ago, but that is what they are. Yeah. Um, yes, in a micro level in hyperlinks and in a macro level, yeah, I mean, it's all just distraction, isn't it? There's sort of an arrow, there's you flying from your birth to the grave and along the way, if you're not going to be distracted, you're probably yeah. not... Uh, through the arrow of right. time. Sorry. Through the arrow of time. <laughs> Moving in one direction through time, through the fourth dimension and such. What? Oh, darty dar. Right. Um, time now, I think, for some quickfire audience questions. Sent to me at askjordan at off-script.co.uk. We're going to ask some quick uh, questions that have been sent in and we'll try attempt to explain them between us. Having I'm never really seen hoping before. when you said it's time for some quickfire audio questions, the three of us were going to take turns barking. What are you doing? Where are you doing it like that? Why are you listening? Are you paying attention? We, and then we just cut them and use them throughout the rest of the series. Um, Lucy Rosen asks, this is great, this is the type of question this show deserves. If you knocked, <laughs> if you knocked a very small domino onto a slightly bigger domino, which then hit an ever slightly bigger domino and so on, would you eventually be able to knock down something really massive like a skyscraper? Yes, you would, but the final object, the skyscraper, would need a domino bigger than it because the skyscraper is rooted to the ground. It's not part of the set of dominoes. Oh, so really so you'd specifically, need go, you'd need a to go massive, 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 massive until right. you until the domino that knocked over the skyscraper was a domino big enough to knock over a skyscraper. But and yes, it could be it, and its foundations. But it could be the end of a series of uh, exponentially increasing dominoes. That's really sweet because I wouldn't have thought of that. Of course, it's it's tethered to the ground. Let's say it's not. Let's just say it's a skyscraper size. Domino. I don't think you're right. If it's a Chinese skyscraper, it's not that solid. So <laughs> don't they wobble? Don't they deliberately? You mean a wobble? single normal no, I'm not size just domino? On them. That's yeah. actual news in Shenzhen. Look it up. Okay, I'm Taiwanese, but I say everything based on facts. And you um, could and you could knock that over with one single regular domino. I try to stay quiet in your face, question. Chinese building industry. No, punk. I just I couldn't resist. I want to stay quiet because I did an MA, not an MSc. You see, like this is supposed not my area. I think it's possible, but it will have to be careful 
carefully designed. For example, maybe it's not the same gap between each one of them. So、right. the mathematician has to do the or physician has to do the calculation. Can I、so. tell you a, phys- a physics thing? Yeah, a physics thing. It, I'm going to say something、this. clever. You will enjoy this because <laughs> right. So obviously, what's it?、Uh, the Newton and that man with a dapper on his head,、uh, Newton. So he <laughs> he、uh, he put out as part of Newtonian physics one of the core. Proponents of that is that、um, force doesn't just disappear; it's it just translates into different types of force and energy. Basically, energy never disappears. So you go from light energy to sound energy to heat to physical. So you'd think, how does the force get big enough from one little push of a domino to knock over a skyscraper? Because you think the force hasn't increased, but ah, here's the thing: all those dominoes got force in them called gravitational potential energy. The higher up、uh, that it is, she's loving it because he knows. Pointing at me. No, I didn't know it, but I'm agreeing with you.、Yeah. As you say, I'm like, yes, yes,、yeah. checks out. Yep. So then, as they're knocking down, they're acquiring that gravitational potential energy. And it's being converted into physical energy as it's being knocked over. Ah,、oh, cold blimey!、Oh, did you get this off a blog, or have you done a degree in it? Like this is very. I, I love it. I love it so much. Is it just、physics. books? Is it home learning? What is it? I'm in the library and I get distracted and I go, <laughs> oh, I like a book over there, and then eventually、oh, I just know everything. I do think that's a perfect analogy of how populism is creeping back, though, because if they do something、oh. so audacious in one go, and the democratic society has a defense, and that won't going to really happen. But you do small step, you by demonizing immigrant by doing like step by step, and you just put one domino after another. Eventually,、oh. everything. Oh、goes. God, I can't keep up with this. Come on, Stuart, say something clever. <laughs> Funny or clever, funny or clever, <laughs> either or. But at least one of them, Alan Simmons in Newcastle. Why doesn't it, why doesn't everywhere have volcanoes? Everywhere does have volcanoes. It's nationhood that doesn't exist. Alan Simmons, you idiot, <laughs> Stu Goldsmith has shot you right no, down. I mean, everywhere is the world. The world has volcanoes. The、oh, arbitrary,、shit. the arbitrary lines that we've drawn on it, saying these are nations and states and what have you, they're not real. They're、not、a sociological exactly, concept. Because I think volcanoes were the lava got sort、yeah. of chorn out, right? Ha, yeah. You need to have a rupture of the sort of the. Plague, plague. What's that? Yeah, tectonic plague. Tectonic plague. You two,、yeah. you're agreeing with each other because absolutely, that is where the volcano comes out. But but then around that, we've drawn an imaginary circle that says this bit of tectonic activity is in New Zealand. New Zealand yeah, volcano to... land. But actually, if you remove those borders, it's just on the world, which is everywhere. So everywhere's got volcanoes. That question is infuriating. <laughs> Because you don't have to put up with the inconvenience of natural disasters. Like, oh, why don't we have volcanoes? Like, what the fuck is、oh, wrong you're right. with you? That's a pretty. I've, I've absolutely got、um, uh, mild tectonic activity. This is、privilege. exactly why <laughs> in this country, when it reaches thirty degrees Celsius, trends don't run. Thirty degrees. That's breezy. That's、yeah. breezy in a tropical country. And one inch of snow, the flies don't take. Oh, what the fuck is wrong? We don't have volcano. Lucky you. <laughs> I don't think he's complaining that we haven't got any. I think he's just curious about why. Can, what's it like on Ila Formosa? Me and Stu would love to know. What's it actually like? Oh, you've seen the show. Taiwan, so you know I've, seen I've not seen. Taiwan is a product of two. What do you call it? The tectonic.、Um, tectonic act. Yeah, plates. The plates. It's been squeezed、yeah. out. It's like a pumped pimple.、Mm-hmm. So is this in the show? Is the <laughs> no, I maybe should put it in. <laughs> Doctor Pimple. <laughs> Where I live is like a spot. So, so the eastern half of Taiwan belongs to I think the Filipino、yep. one, and the western half belongs to the Eurasian continent one. So we we constantly have earthquake. Thank God our volcanoes are dormant. We think, right? Yeah, yeah. we yeah. don't want it actually to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.、Is、that's that... how you cap off a, a, an intellectual discussion. Is you have to do a silly sound. I'm fully with you there. Is that、I、silly sound 
uh, what any Taiwanese person would say is the noise of a volcano. Is that like, you know, that cats go meow or like in, in uh, France, they go meow or whatever it is. Is, is that the noise of... I, I, do they not? What's, what's French for meow? There's a different one is my point. Oh, dogs dogs in France go wow rather than do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're a child in, in, in France, you would describe the noise a dog makes as wow. Yeah, I agree with you on that second part. That's actually how a person feel... would describe the dog. But if you had to do an impression of a French dog, you... You don't go, wow, le rough. <laughs> it's just... There's a different word, right? So what I'm asking yeah, is, yeah, in yeah. Taiwan, is no, no. the accepted noise of that a volcano. That's true. So our sound, well, how would say adult bark is completely different to English. So first time when I hear you guys say roof, I say, well, bonkers, what are you talking about? We say, wah, wah, like, wah, wah. Yeah, that's what we, how we do it. How would you spell... Well, what you wouldn't I... spell it in English, would you, particularly? You would spell the closest is the last name of your wang. It's like wang. Wang. Wang, wang. Dogs. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, but it's W-A-N-G. That's the closest. As to the volcano sound, I don't think our language is that specific. That's probably me, because I naturally have a deep voice. But through my puberty, I aim to be a princess, so my voice got heightened. So every now and then, I like to go down. A bit. Yeah, such sound. What does the fox say? The I was fox listening, sound. To, listening to Mr. Tumble this morning uh, on, oh, right. uh, on a music platform uh, that my children were listening to, and he did this song, which I think is a, like an existing. I'm showing my age. I think yeah. it's a song that people know, right. um, but it's about how. Um, uh, animals make different noises, but no one knows what a fox is. No, I, I know the fox shagging wheel. sound. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the one. I don't know the greet. I don't know how foxes greet each other, but the shagging one was. Ugh. It sounds like a Taiwanese volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what a, a Japanese chicken sounds like? No. No. Would you say French? My producer just came in my ear. He's like, no, it's French. Oh, French. It's, it says kurikka. Oh, kokoriko. Kokoriko. Is that it? Is that Spanish? It sounds like no, because a... I've made it sound Spanish. I, uh, no, I think I think I Spanish think sounds like a Puerto Rican cocktail to me. Puerto Rico. So that's your answer, Alan. So why doesn't why doesn't everywhere have volcanoes? Because animals make lots of different sounds. Steve from Cardiff, what's the perfect? Oh, this is a good one. What is the perfect flavor combination? So it's a big question. Because you think you think about food, might not be food. I've got a really annoying answer to this. Um, so you think you've got a flavour combination that works? Oh, I've got another esoteric volcanoes are everywhere type answer. Bloody love it. I don't know. Bloody love it. Go on. Perspective please. and context is the best flavour Perspective combination. Perspective and context. <laughs> the best flavor combination. Add that to your Sorry, list. But it's true, isn't it? But it's true because what's the bit like something that is bland as hell would taste delicious if it was your last meal and something that's your favourite thing would taste awful if, you know, if you had to eat it every day. That's true. Can you rem- wait, remind me what the combination is? I said perspective, perspective and context. Perspective and context. Right, okay. And then I, I thought either one of those could be true. And then I thought, well, that'd be quite good because that's like a flavour combination so in and of itself. Indivi- yeah, indiv- individually, then they're, they're not very exciting. Is that what you're saying? Like they're quite bland, like like not combining cheese and tomato. <laughs> I'm, no, 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 I'm no. bringing it. I think he's right. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to copy his answer. Removal <laughs> of first world privilege is the best flavour combination. <laughs> I'm going to starve you to death. You're, you're grateful you can anything edible it's- in your mouth. It's from playing too much Dungeons and Dragons. I think in riddles. I think I in riddles. I could win a dragon's treasure by answering. I don't have a proper answer because well, back it, home they are inventing weird shit like stinky tofu pizza or like pork knuckle ice cream, and people do buy them as yeah. right. it, it never tastes good. So I don't know how. To that yeah, but, but it's the newness. That's the context, isn't it? It's the newness. Right. Oh, a new thing, and everyone loses their mind. Mm. Perspective and context. Don't say those words like you've never heard them before. No, I, that's not what I'm doing. I was reading your, your thing here and it says 
that you are a business speaker on such issues as resilience and climate crisis. And I was just going to uh, add those other things onto the list. <laughs> I couldn't remember what you said. Neither of you come from the north. You would have said gravy. Is that right? <laughs> gravy. <laughs> gravy. That got I, more northern the third time you said it. That started off not that northern, then it got really northern. I, uh, I'd like to be offended by that on behalf of my northern friends. <laughs> but? Gravy. But I can't. Because <laughs> we're down here. Um, I like that answer. And I think that is the answer, Stuart Goldsmith, to be honest. Um, not to, I mean... Each to their own, and you know, we're different. The problem this is, it's yeah. too much therapy, is the other thing. I've just self actualized to the extent of a little ping pong ball. What's the best flavor? Context. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is that all? Or pig knuckle ice cream, and I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those is... are the two choices. I'm yeah. going context every time. Rebecca Cannon, what is the most extraordinary coincidence? Okay, I, I, I was going to talk to her, but she's not here. <laughs> I was okay. like, Rebecca, do you mean? Uh... So I will, I will give this answer. Yeah. Um, there's a virus institute lab in Wuhan, and the COVID <laughs> outbreak started there. <laughs> oh no! So the I just presented that... with two facts, and I didn't say anything. I didn't conclude anything. So in so Wuhan, some virus was happening, and then also in Wuhan, there's a place what makes viruses. There's, and a, there's... there's a biological. But it was a big city, to be fair. So. Wait, what? so, so are you saying that there is like? No, you are drawing the conclusion to <laughs> <of> me. <laughs> How dare you? Right. <laughs> it's a it's a big one. It certainly had an impact. Sure. Now, I was doing it following the fascist playbook. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that you imply something with us? I didn't say it, did I? So, <laughs> is that admissible in court? He had it coming. He had it coming. I would say us. We are the most incredible. Oh. oh. We're the most incredible coincidence. The fact that any of us exist in the first place is insane. The fact that life exists in the first place is ludicrous. Right. The fact that any one of us exists as the result of all of those tiny choices. Oh, it's crazy, right? right? To, it's this, laughable. Yeah, I'm, this so I've got to jump in. Happen. <laughs> no, I agree. It, it sh- none of this should be happening. <laughs> but here's what I definitely will say, and I've got, a, I've just got to play devil's advocate. I bloody love the devil, and here is my advocation for him. Like, right, so this whole thing, I'm going to stand up for this and everything. People say that a lot. Um, the, you're not standing up. <laughs> I'm on my feet. My knees are What bent. you're doing is straddling. I'm coming down. Yeah, if I try to stand, honestly, I'm getting, talking about the passage of time, my knees sound more like vinyl records every day. It's just like, <laughs> um, they sound like when you wrap up like bubble wrap and twist it. Is that yeah. um, right? The whole thing of the the likelihood of this this um, universe coming into being, and then the Goldilocks zone between the Earth and the Sun, life to form, then multicellular, all these things—they all have to happen, right? And then all the sperms, and then you come out of one of them sperms. That's how sex works. They, oh, so they, come out yeah. of one of them. <laughs> come out of a sperm. sperm. It's true. Don't <laughs> like you come out of a sperm. So then, our oh, oh, infinitesimally small percentage, right? You go. That's there is no chance. Look, what I'm going to make it analogous to is if you make a sausage machine and then you switch it on and a sausage comes out. You don't every time a sausage comes out, you don't go. Oh, that sausage. That's an amazing like coincidence. What happens, you've got this thing in life called entropy and extropy. I said that I had to say them without an accent, otherwise you wouldn't know which one I was talking about. Entropy, things falling apart, like you drop a mug and it smashes, you never see a mug just, you never see a loads of shattered um, pieces of a mug turn into a mug, because that's what entropy is. But extropy is the very rare times when um, things do coalesce into something that's actually a, a, th- a thing that isn't a broken thing. And that's what evolution is, extropy. It's like we're moving against it, um, entropy and the idea of, of things moving together and forming something that's a cohesive thing that's self-replicating. So each time you get to another stage of evolution, like a baby coming out of a person, 
it's not it's no longer just chance of cells coming together because it's a machine designed to make a baby and the world is a machine designed to make things that live and a sausage machine is a machine that's designed to make sausages i rest my case that's very good i've <laughs> often thought that because as much as i would sort of think oh the odds of us happening are infinitesimal also yeah. the odds of us happening are one because we happened so it did happen no, no, i think it makes sense like of yeah. all the species on the planet like like homo sapien we evolve into a sort of higher intelligence creature yeah. yeah you're right back to darwin i'm sorry christians but you know that was true do you do you think that they, i realize this isn't one of the questions this is yeah. just a, a quick fire question do you think one. aliens exist like are we yeah. the only life in the universe because if we are that's insane and if we're not that's insane yeah they are in buckingham palace <laughs> there we go sorry i, think, old I, joke. I think that's 100 they're all out there but we're never going to see them because the universe is moving away from itself too fast and nothing can travel faster I, I, I than like how fast it's moving away that's that's yeah. just physics yeah that's just physics. So it is. Christ on a bike. <clears throat> That's just physics. Sorry, you... Darwin on a bike. Darwin <laughs> <laughs> on a bike is the name of this episode. Darwin <laughs> on a bike. If you want a question transplained, email askjordan at off-script.co.uk or leave it in the review section of iTunes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Goldsmith, if you asked us a big question, we gave you a big answer. Yeah. You, have you got for us a small question for which we will provide an equally big answer? Why do things happen in threes? Why do, <laughs> why do things happen? Because in the power of three will set you free. <laughs> Does that make sense? It it's makes a very old reference. So much sense, and it rhymes. I'm assuming no, it's Carey. Is it Mariah Carey? It's the charmed one. It's oh, niche the... Americans charmed. Oh, charmed. You've seen charmed? Yeah. I. It was a bit. It predates me. I, I do. I I'm going back to my gay crowd. This is not working. No, <laughs> think, is it? It's like a coven of. Is it like girls at high school but they got? It was powers? trashy, but it was a cult classic. Sure. I'm just a bit too old for it. We probably know between us more about charmed than we know about Mariah Carey, or maybe about the same. Yeah, about the same. About the, the, same. The, the Mariah Carey thing I know is there's a really good bit in All I Want for Christmas when it goes, and I, in the background, I'm like, oh, that bit shivers every time. Charmed, I think one of them had a leather jacket. Comedy comes in threes. Well, I think, to be honest, this may be answering my own question, but I think things happen in threes because if things happen in ones, then we wouldn't notice. If things happen in twos, <laughs> so then that would establish a rhythm. And when things happen in threes, we go, oh my God, how coincidental. Nah, I, I think it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like when you say the weather always shines when is the weekend but when the weather's always good you don't say anything about it you don't it. notice it yeah, exactly bias. that's what that's my conclusion would you like to hear something about the confirmation yeah. bias is always <laughs> coming threes it's <laughs> called confirmation bias should I use that yeah. word we, we have something uh, in, in evolutionary psychology we have uh, what's it called so there's something in our brains called pareidolia and I think maybe that specifically relates to being able to recognise faces but I think it maybe it's a little bit broader ultimately we recognise patterns we are an incredible pattern recognising machine much like a sausage machine makes a sausage <laughs> we're good at recognising patterns so um, you're absolutely you've just you've nailed it on the head oh, what, this is going to sound stupid but please stay with me a whale doesn't see things in threes and we'll tell you why because a whale doesn't have any feet please stay with me because we have a rhythm in the way that we move from one place to another. We have to, we're bipedal, so we move on our two feet. So one, 
two makes it one step and one a third step makes that one completion of one step towards a goal. So all of our stories and all of our understanding of the world is us moving between different things. And that's how we mark the passage of time is through journeys and are moving through time and space. Please stay with me. A whale doesn't have any, it just moves through water. It never impacts anything. So it doesn't have any sense of rhythm or any sense of beat. And it doesn't see any patterns in one, twos and threes and anything like that. We do because of the way that we move. So, yes. I want desperately to believe that, but it sound of all the stuff you've said, it sounds the wooliest and yet almost also. Whales are woolly, Stu Goldsmith. The They're flat like a dolphin. It sounds the most attractive to believe in. Like I'd love to know that and really grok it and yeah. kind of get it from the inside and then confidently tell it to people. In you pubs. took it so seriously. I got distracted <laughs> by the word bipedal. I thought there's someone that all the children are at risk. I, and I, I just zoned out after yeah. that. Just... <laughs> at a certain point, when you say cut that, cut that, it just doesn't have any relevance. Let's Let's just leave it all in. <laughs> so it's all that's just the tone of the show. What I love as well is that Quan Wen speaks very fast. So again, producer note, I imagine when you say Quan Wen's accent. In, in, I'm so sorry. Good luck. Anyway. I didn't mention anybody's accent. I just think it's funny to talk very fast and say cut that and then not leave a breath for them to cut anything. Absolute nightmare. They're yeah. staying in all weekend now. There's four more things that they have to look for now. That we're like, no, Can you sing Take My Breath Away just to signify the work they have to do? Why do things happen in threes? Are you satisfied with the answer that they jo- they don't? Because of whales. <laughs> because they, because whales, whales don't have feet. I sort of am. I find it satisfying, even though I can't fully claim to understand yeah. it. Whales. I love the answer, actually. Thank you. Yeah. It's to do. It's why whales. Although you may be offensive for um, the certain Welsh. community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's evolutionary oh, yes, biology. Yes, it's quite, so it's but it's bipedal privilege. Yeah. But, but it's also, it's, it's not a learned behaviour. It's, it's an evolutionary thing. It's written into us. And it's why whale song sounds like whale song and why human music sounds like this. Oh. Because we have beats, because we have actual steps, because we have rhythms. Oh, whales whereas is, whale song oh, is just, it goes, oh, But you're saying that if time. there's a, like nuclear uh, incident and pollution make human evolve into three or four feet, that our own music, everything will change. Everything's going to sound like track music. Oh, I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can take that. Yeah. I, can, I can't take Mariah that. with four feet. Oh, there's a smart answer to that, because according to Latin, is omina trium perfectum. Oh. Is that, uh, everything is... Good in threes. Perfect. <laughs> Everything threes, that comes omnia, to three is perfect. Well, this has been bloody nice and lovely. It Thank is. you so much for joining me. Huge thanks again uh, to Stu Goldsmith and Quan Wen Huang here in the Transplaining Fish Tank. What I'm going to now refer to as the time proof box from now on. Yes, gravity <laughs> leaking yeah. through the tiny holes. You can follow Quan Wen on Instagram at Quan Wen Comedy and on Twitter at Quan Wen underscore Huang, while his website is quanwenhuang.com. Yes. That makes me feel good because on Instagram I'm Stuart Goldsmith comedy, and uh, I thought it wasn't it wasn't very hip, but now a young person is doing it. No, he's very so cool. I'm I'm down with that. Just so they know, they know, then they know who you are. He has a work in progress shows at Quan Wen that is at. Oh, Kirby. I interrupted. I thought you'd finished Quan Wen's bit, and then I feel like <laughs> I've written. I was waiting that. patiently to do a pathetic little spritz. It was, now it was I feel a bad. great little spritz. We all feel um, enlightened and enlightened by it. He has a work in progress shows at the Camden Head on the 25th of June and at Two North Town on the 16th of July for your show, Isla. Isla. Isla Formosa. Isla Formosa. Isla Formosa. Find out more about Stu Goldsmith at stugoldsmith.com. And also on that Instagram, what you just mentioned, what is Stu. Stuart Goldsmith comedy. It's Stuart Goldsmith.com and Stuart Goldsmith comedy. Stuart Goldsmith comedy. But I deserve that for interrupting. (laughs) 
You haven't mentioned Kong Kong podcast at all. It's because, like, yeah. yeah, I don't need plugging because it's. It says it on it on my little piece of paper. If you that... go to stuartgoldsmith.com, you can also find out all about my Comedians Comedian podcast. The Comedians Comedian podcast, the podcast that made me get into comedy in the first place. Well, I've told Stu before, mm. and I imagine many people probably have. You're welcome, uh, world. <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, you'll be at the Monkey Barrel during the Fringe and has plenty of dates between now and then. The show is Spoilers at Monkey Barrel One. Mm-hmm. The fridge. It's going to be exciting. We're all going to be there. Let's all hang out and do nice things while we're up in yeah, Edinburgh. Let's help each other surviving. Edinburgh this year. Transplaining is an off-script production produced by Ben Backhouse, an executive producer. Rotating <laughs> camera, put your foot away. <laughs> executive Christ. producer uh, Ben Backhouse, an executive producer Louise Berry. I'm Jordan Gray, Quan Huen Huang. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Stu Goldsmith, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. We did podcast. It was good. Join in the song. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.